Welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto, and today we are talking about awards, awards for business owners and businesses as a strong PR strategy. So in this episode, I sat down with Allison Meyer of Indigo Comms. She has quite the background, over 10 years of experience in marketing, communications, and PR, and she's helped nonprofits, startups, and corporations grow their brand authentically. She is a DEI certified communicator, an expert in corporate social responsibility, a C-suite ghostwriter, and she's positioned executives in large companies to give their reputations a glow up. She is now on a mission with her business to help trailblazing entrepreneurs, founders, and leaders use those same strategies to get the recognition they deserve. This conversation is really insightful. (laughs) I did not know as much as I do now about awards, the benefits of winning awards for businesses, who qualifies for them, how to make the process less daunting when going for them, and how awards really fit into the bigger landscape of PR and visibility and really how accessible it can be. We also talk about the runway for awards because it's not, it's, you know, like a strong brand awareness play awards are something that take time, but it's something really, really powerful that you can have for yourself or your business. So tune into this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, Allison. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Lauren. Happy to be here. We have a lot to talk about. I haven't really brought a lot of PR professionals on the podcast before, and I know there's so many different ins and outs to all of it. So really excited to talk with you today about awards. But before we do, tell us a little bit about your journey in entrepreneurship and how you've gotten to where you are today and doing what you do today. Yeah, I uh, worked, I've always worked for companies in-house, worked for a few startups, a couple larger insurance companies, and loved that doing marketing and PR communications, but have always had this entrepreneurial spirit even when I was a little kid, like always had, like was always on the hustle, had something going on. And so wanted to work for myself, but maybe was too scared to take the leap. And then in COVID, you know, I feel like the deck was getting reshuffled for a lot of people and it, it felt like a good time to make a change. I don't know if it, like now looking back, it sort of seems wild that I thought a global pandemic like with a little kid and all of that was a good time to go out on my own, but I'm so glad I did. So July, 2021, I went out to work for myself doing freelance writing and communication strategy and have been doing it since. And so happy to, you know, that I made that, that switch. Yeah. There's so many businesses born out of the pandemic, which is <laughs> like, it, 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 I feel bad for businesses born out of the pandemic sometimes. Cause I'm like, ah. Oh, your story is not that unique in that, but <laughs> but I also think it's so cool because look what happened, you know, in the businesses that are still here today, that really goes to show that like, you know, this was meant to be for them. So it's really yeah. awesome that you weren't one of those who like tried and then backed off. So congrats for being here today. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about awards. So this is really what the bulk of the conversation is going to be today, because you came to me with that topic of you know awards and awards for businesses. So why why awards? Like why should a company or a founder consider pursuing awards for their business? That's a great question. I think first 
not, this is maybe a like not the best answer that people want to hear, but other companies are doing it. And I think it's one of those sort of unspoken, secretive PR tactics that large companies for sure are doing. And, you know, when they win, they position it as we were nominated, we were selected, which absolutely they were, but it is something that they are hiring a PR firm and going after. And so it's, it's a tried and true tactic for getting brand visibility and credibility. And it's something that I, um, why I'm so passionate about it is I don't think smaller businesses know to do this. And so I wanted to really like peel back the curtain and demystify the process so that business owners who I think should be in the winning circle, who should be part of this, like, um, you know, the best of the best and part of the story should be, you know, should be able to have this opportunity. I think awards are so valuable because they, they do add third-party credibility. It is somebody else vetting your work, your results, your impact, and saying you deserve to win this award. So it's a great way to show um, what you've accomplished and have somebody else sort of add that, that layer I also like it because it gives you an opportunity to talk about yourself in a way that feels really authentic. So when you win an award, it's great to say like, hey, we won this award, but that also then gives you a chance to point back to like, this is why we won. This is what we did. This is why our customers love us. I think it's a really, like I said, authentic and and valuable tool to talk to your current customers and also future customers. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to sound like a really dumb question, I think, but I like to draw lines between like services we offer and maybe celebrity culture, if you want to oh, call yeah, it I that. It. Okay, so do you have any behind the scenes intel of how like someone gets nominated for an Emmy or a Grammy or whatever? Is it kind of the same thing? Like you have to, as an artist or whatever, an actor, artist, whatever, do you does your PR team also put that out there or is this like, how are those, how are those nominations curated? Yeah. And I wish I knew more. I just saw, I wish I knew the artist even said this, like, Hey, I didn't know I had to put myself up for a Grammy. Like you have to, you have to nominate yourself or your PR team has to nominate you. I believe for the Oscars, there's huge budgets behind it. You're trying to get everybody to see the movie and vote for you. So it's a machine. It's, you know, and we love the moment where somebody goes up and like is like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. Thank you so much for this award. But there was there was mechanics behind getting them up to the to the podium to win. And it's the same thing for businesses. You know, I don't want to take away from like the the oh my gosh moment because it is magical and amazing, but there's a machine behind it. Yeah. The reason I ask is it's top of mind for me right now because I'm a, like, everyone knows this. I like Taylor Swift, okay? Like, I'm a Swifty. Yay. But she just, okay, cool. (laughs) You know, then you know she just got the the Person of the Year Award. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was listening to a podcast where they, it's called, do you you know The Toast? Do you listen to The Toast? No. Okay. That's, again, millennial celebrity culture. Like, every day they tell five stories that they think you need to know and they are major Swifties. So usually one of the stories is always, like, a Taylor Swift piece and they were talking about how like 
there were other nominations. So they were they were like, wait a minute, do you think that everyone got the photo shoot and the 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 piece written up about them and then they time just woke up one day and decided who they're gonna go with and like put it forward? I don't believe that. I think for those it's like if you're gonna go for it, if they're gonna and if Taylor Swift's gonna go through that much effort to do a photo shoot and a write up, like she knows she's the one she's wedding. Like they have yes. that's half yeah, I, I love to like I love to like reverse engineer and figure out the inner workings of like how these things happen. But yes, well, you I even was reading um, "Sexiest Man Alive." They were like trying to figure out before they announced Patrick Dempsey, who was going to be People Magazine's "Sexiest Man Alive," and it was they have to accept it, so they know that they're at least in the running, and their people have to say like, "Yes, this makes sense for our brand and our image," and right. So there's potentially men who are, you know, picked as sexiest man alive and then don't don't accept it. So it takes away a bit of the like fun know. to know the making of the sausage, but but I love those analogies. And the one of the reasons I got so pumped about this was Inc. Female Founders, Inc. magazine, they always come out with a list of the top female founders. And Kim Kardashian was on the list for Skims. And that just to me was like such a huge aha moment because she has a huge social media following, like probably the best personal brand in the world, a huge marketing budget. And awards are something that her team, her PR team are actively pursuing, even though she, she like everyone knows who she is and what she does, they still see value in awards. And yeah. It's so cool because anybody else can go for those exact same awards and, you know, maybe you don't have the marketing budget that Skims has, but you can go up for these awards and it's really, you know, kind of democratic in that sense. Like it's, it's more accessible than a lot of other marketing strategies. Yeah. And we have a client in the tech space. And so I feel like I'm always seeing, always seeing new things. And so I guess let's talk a little bit more about that who truly qualifies for awards and then a subset to that question is how do you start like where do you go how do you look how do you start seeing what might be possible for you so I think who qualifies depends on your goals so I like to think of you know awards as a strategy and that it's a long tail and so if you want to end up on Inc. Female Founders list maybe you start lower at like some lower hanging fruit but say you have somebody that really wants kind of this national brand awareness going for like a local award at their local chamber or their local business journal might not make sense for them you know they want to go for these sort of higher higher echelon awards and so the criteria is different but if you're somebody that like really has a lot of business in your community and networking with other business owners would benefit you, then you want to go towards something that's for your city, like, you know, Bay Area, best women in business or something like that. And the criteria is going to be different. I think across the board, you want to have already achieved the thing that you're going to win the award for. So make sure you have the revenue to back up the criteria if it's a revenue-driven award. If it's for community impact, you should have been volunteering for a long time or you should be on a board. You should have like a clear, clearly articulated corporate citizenship platform. I'm trying to think of what else are sort of standard 
like, you know, an NPS score, you should have been measuring that for a while so that you can share that. What, what judges are really going to look for is that you can show the data metrics and examples behind what you're saying in the nomination. So you can't just say, I'm a really great business owner. You need to have the proof. You need to come with the receipts, right? And um, I see a lot of people in the space wanting to talk about their diversity, equity, and inclusion um, work. That's like a big thing that's coming up. You got to prove it first. You have to have been doing it for a while and have something to talk about. I can always make you look good, but we want to make sure that there's some concrete examples behind your nomination. So do you think a good first step for someone who's like, okay, I think I want to go down this awards path is maybe seeing what type of awards are out there, maybe in their locale, you know, so working back and making sure they fit that criteria or at least starting the process to fit that criteria first. Totally. I think if your award's curious, it's, you know, it's totally free to get the application and to look at it. And then I think if you do have big goals, if you know you want to go for a really big award down the road, like you said, work backwards, reverse engineer that. What can you win now to then get you to the next level so that you're winning another award down the road and and build up to that? I love people that have audacity, right, and that like want to go for those big goals right off the bat. And there's no harm in trying, but I think that you can also sort of say like, okay, I need to have revenue of X to win this award. Maybe I win, you know, a smaller award this year and I build my revenue and I'm working towards those things, just like you would do for any sort of other goal setting or business planning. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about like some of the tangibles of the the awards. So like you get you get a, a logo to put on your website, maybe a trophy to put in your office. What are some other like tangibles that could come out of awards? Like what have you seen yeah. as the sliding scale? So I think one of the coolest things is you get somebody else to talk about you. So um, I have a client, Jordan, who just won a national award. She won Best Female Entrepreneur. And the group that bestowed the award was posting on their social media about her. She's on their website. She's got backlinks for SEO. And then she and I both shared on social media and they reposted that. So so she's getting this like broader, like access to a larger audience. But then the other cool things that are sort of behind the scenes is she's part of a private LinkedIn group. And other award winners are like part of Microsoft, Ernst & Young, um, these Amazon. They're part of these really large companies that she now has access to in a sort of vetted community. In more sort of local awards, there's a lot of networking opportunities. There's alumni groups. There's roundtables that you get invited to that I think just give you access to the the best and brightest and most powerful people in your in your area. So again, it just depends on kind of what the goal is and who you're trying to reach. The logo I think is very cool. You also sometimes can get like if you're CPG, you know, you can get something for your product. I see it now all the time like we were third party credibility verified by this agency, like we're the best, my protein powder says it, (laughs) like somehow they were vetted and they're the best protein powder. That's so cool. Yeah, I think the other thing that's interesting is if you're doing it for morale or 
internal culture, you know, you want to retain and, and hire high quality talent. You you get best practices, you get info sharing, you get you get to like put it on your LinkedIn and then you're part of sort of these higher ranked HR areas. And so it's just again, it depends on your goals, but there's lots of sort of secret secret things that you get when you win an award. It's not just about immediate brand visibility, if that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. What types of companies are putting out awards? Like who's responsible for for these awards? It really varies. Yeah. And some of them like initially you can be like, I don't, I don't know who these people are. This seems sort of cheesy, but um, I think the, the way that they pick their winners really adds to the credibility of their organization. It gets very meta, right? Like they need credibility for the awards that they bestow to be credible. A lot of them are your local chamber of commerces. There are like in Denver, I'm in Denver. So there's the Denver business journal. They're a major uh, group. There's magazines. So fast company, Inc, Forbes, they all have their own awards there are like different industry groups. So if you're in the tech space, there's different groups that are probably not known outside of that space, but mean a lot to the companies inside of tech. And they are they have those for law, for healthcare, for um, the creator industry. So it just depends on sort of what niche you are in. And then there's also a lot of awards for identities. So there are awards for people who are, um, I think women, there's quite a few for women, people who are LGBTQ, um, entrepreneurs, parents, people with a disability. So you can also sort of narrow down based on your industry, where you live, who you are, who you serve, what your impact has been. I like to say I'm sort of like a a matchmaker. That I can like take my client and then look at who they are and what they do and then find, you know, the top five awards that they should apply for. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cause yeah, I'm sure there's, there's so many, I mean, you, we've, I think as business owners and founders, we've seen, oh, like oh, this awards list and that awards list. And like, I know I've seen it out there in different places, like you awards lists you can buy into or. Yes. And that seems like just almost like you would a, a media connection list or something like that. But I mean, I guess that's kind of my next question is, you know, if obviously the biggest step is working with someone like you, like that's going to make that process so, so, so much easier. And I know we talked a little bit about like, okay, in preparation for going after awards, look into maybe what's out there and try and prep your business or, or what you're doing around that. What is the best path that a business owner can take if they are like really interested in going after awards? What are some initial first steps they can start to take? I think this is a great time of year to be thinking about this because you can you can make a plan just like you probably have a marketing budget, right? So I would, if I was a business owner, I would go out and look at all of the awards that I might want to go after in the next year to three years, make a plan, make a spreadsheet or a board with the deadlines, the application links, the cost, some of them cost to apply, some of them don't. Um, and then make make a plan and start working it, right? Like figure out the criteria, figure out what you have to collect. Sometimes you have to do 
surveys of your employees. Sometimes you need letters of recommendation from other people. So just collecting the criteria, the requirements, and then work it and prioritize it. This is something that I think sometimes can get pushed down to the bottom of the list, especially when you're nominating yourself as a business owner. And I I know it can be like hard to brag about yourself and to prioritize your own um, your own wins. And so just putting it on the list is really like the first step and, and making it important. Okay. And then when it comes time, okay. Part of my question here is like, how do we make this process less daunting overall? So let's say someone's going to bootstrap going after yeah. an award. How can they, how can they simplify that process for themselves? Or what are, what are some things that business owners need to know, or just people in general who are applying for awards? What are some things they need to know in the process of like applying for something like an award? That's great. Uh, you got to tell a story. So, and you, I'm sure you're so good at this, like helping people figure out what is their brand. <laughs> so I meet a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, I'm like a part-time beekeeper and I also run this business and I also love rescuing dogs and they have like all these great interests, but they need help corralling the story so that they can give an elevator pitch in one sentence and talk about their impact. So getting really clear on, on their, their brand and their story, and then not being afraid to be really, really explicit about how great they are, what an impact they made. Like there's no room for modesty in this. So if they feel uncomfortable doing that, that's where maybe a writer or somebody else on their team can be super helpful to, to pull this out and really talk about how great they are. Sticking to, there's often like a word count or a character count. So you got to stick to that. And then you got to back up any claims you make. So if you talk about that you provide excellent customer service, show that, prove it. Like, what do you actually do to provide that excellent customer service? Why are you the best woman entrepreneur? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, make it, make it make sense for the award that you're applying for, if that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it totally does. When you submit applications, I mean, I know I'm sure this is like based on the award that you're going for but what is the typical timeline for like hearing back or what's like the typical approval process Ooh, or whatever that's so good Lauren that's such a good question it's so long it's usually so long <laughs> it's so annoying uh, and I totally get it usually there's like a panel of judges and they have to vet you know everyone and review all the process all the applications um but it can be months and months while you wait and so that's why I think it's important to know that this is going to be a long process and that you might not win. Like when I work with bigger companies, they know that they don't win. It's like, well, that was a bummer. They keep it moving. It's harder, I think, for solopreneurs, small businesses, because they've invested a lot of time and money and like, you know, they feel personally <laughs> let yeah. down. And I totally get that. But it's, it's important to know that losing is part of the process. And so you're going to want to either apply for other awards or reapply again the next year and just know that this might not hit for a little while. And that honestly, like the more time you can give yourself for the nominations, the better. You want to make sure that somebody's like proofing it or editing it. Unfortunately, sometimes I think generally speaking, 
the applications open and close pretty quickly, like that window can be smaller. So having some content already in place that you can draw from collecting all of your wins or your, your metrics in one place so that when it opens, you're ready to, to respond. But it's still, you know, a month at least that you have to, to fill out your nomination. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. I do want to say too, I think it's, you get efficiencies once you start doing this, just like in all other, you know, marketing. So once you do the first application, it might be sort of painful, but then you have that content done and the applications vary, but there is some similarities across the board. And so you can reuse that content and, and leverage it in other ways. And it gets, it gets easier to do after you make that initial investment. Okay. So this was my next question is like, when someone's assessing their budget for all the things they need to do to increase visibility for their business, right? So it's like yeah. same thing in, in marketing and what we do. It's like we look at top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. And I'm going to tell you right now, like, I don't think paid ads make sense until we have like proof of purchase, like product viability yeah, and, a, and like a, a funnel that works. Because if we're running paid ads, we want to make sure that if someone's going to download something or whatever, that there's an email process, that your website's set up, that they have other resources they can pull from, you're posting to social media, like everything has to like really reinforce itself, right? So we typically don't recommend going the paid ads route or honestly even like exploring new channels until we've got the ones where we know your audience are, are like completely solidified, right? And so in the bigger picture of a marketing funnel, a visibility funnel, and I consider PR to be a big piece of that, right? Just like I consider ads to be a piece of that. When should, like, is there like a age and stage of a business that should consider awards? Like at what point does does this not cause strain on a business to spend time or money or their resources to do? Mm-mm. That's a good question. I like awards because I do think they're a little bootstrappy, right? I do think that you can put this out there with sort of minimal strain to the organization. You don't need to make a major investment. Many of the awards are free to enter or they're pretty low cost. I do think it doesn't make sense if you've, like I said before, if you don't have much to show yet. So there are awards for like new, new entrepreneurs or, you know, young entrepreneurs. So you can still do this if you're pretty nascent, but I think that having something to talk about is the most important criteria. I would also say that you want to think about your reputation and, if you're winning an award for like best work culture or something that can maybe like be called out later, I don't know if that makes sense, but like if your culture is not good, don't go out for awards like to highlight your culture because that can be called out. So I do know some, some organizations like they'll go for a lot of awards and then they'll kind of go radio silent for a while while they figure out their next phase or iteration of their business. So I would only go after awards that are going to reinforce what you know to be true and strong and that you're going to continue on with your brand for a while. So sort of like you said, vetting, vetting it a little bit. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, no, it, it totally did. I mean, mainly like looking to see like our startups 
typically the best fit for awards yet? No, probably not, right? Because they need the data first. So it really comes down, it sounds like what you're saying is it really comes down to data that you have. And I and yeah. clearly the more established the business, the more data you have to work right. with and the more that you can that's probably available to you in terms of awards. Totally. Yeah. And I think but it's cool because awards you win one and then that sort of positions you to win the next one. So it can be kind of this domino effect a little bit too. Yeah, I'd just be cautious about making sure that um, what you're winning awards for that you can back up. So I, again, I go back to like DEI, diversity and equity and inclusion, and people want to win awards for that. And it's like, eh, like you know, don't put up your one woman executive for an award if you're like actually not supporting women in the workplace because that can be a reputational issue if people decide to dig into that, if you're not hiring black people, like don't talk about how you are a great diverse workplace. Like it needs to be, needs to be real. But otherwise I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of a action biased person. I feel like it, there's no harm in trying for the most part and just putting yourself out there. And, and even if you don't win, you generally learn something and you have this great content that you can keep using in other places. So to me, there's not like a lot of times where I would say it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's say, uh, is there like a good website or a resource that you recommend for anyone to scour and see what awards are available to them? Yeah. So I actually created a database because I wanted that and I couldn't find it. And so it's free. Anybody can get it. It's can I share the link? Absolutely. We'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, it's indigocoms.com slash database. But I spent so much time going through every application and trying to find when it's due, how much it costs, who who is it for. So you can actually search the database based on like where you are in the country and who you serve and what industry you're in. But otherwise, I would look at like to get started, I would look at your competitors. Are they winning awards? What logos do they have on their websites? Who are they posting about on, on Instagram or LinkedIn? That's like my favorite place to start because I, and I still see stuff where I'm like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. I'm going to put on the database, but I'm also going to tell my clients about it. The one thing I would be a little cautious, I, not a little, I'd be very cautious about is if you get an email that says, hey, you already won this award. You just have to pay us to get it because mm -hmm. that is it's not credible they're just trying to make money and so don't do those yeah I get but I would say on the website just because you have to pay money for an award does not make it less credible so there's usually an entry fee that's just how they support their programming it's you right know, it's not a bad thing <clears throat> yeah, I've gotten several emails in the past like, hey, this award ceremony is coming up out in L.A. and and like <laughs> you've been nominated and <clears throat> all you have to do is pay five hundred dollars and you'll get the award. And it's like, what about that yeah. is not like who believes this? <laughs> yeah, that's right. like that's like the same thing with um oh when someone reaches out and says, hey, we'd love to feature you in Forbes. It's going to cost you five hundred dollars. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. we were no, we're not paying for features. OK, right. like we'll we'll pay for an application through the right. credible source, but not through the third yeah. party firm who's trying to get the money for it. Yeah. 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 You gotta be a little cautious. You do. You do have to be cautious. Uh, well, to wrap this up, how can someone work with you or what are the different ways that someone can work with you? 
Yeah, uh, come to my website, indigocoms.com, but I, I have a couple, I can pick awards for folks, so if they're like, they're curious, they want to make a plan, they're not ready to do it all themselves, or I'm sorry, they're not ready to pay somebody else to do it for them, I can pick awards for you, um, and on the other side of the coin, I can do everything, so that's my favorite, is when you're like, hey, I don't know how, I don't know what to do, and I don't want to do this myself. And so I can pick the awards, write the nominations, help you after you win to position yourself um, to get the most out of out of the win. And I, I've been calling myself a freelance hype girl, but I feel like that doesn't necessarily match my personality. But I just really, whether you work with me or not, I want folks, especially people who are from marginalized backgrounds or sort of have been excluded from like the best of business world. I want I want people to win and I want them to feel really validated and like they belong and so you know send me a message let me let me hype you up but I hope people listening really really see that they can do this and that they deserve it. Super cool. Well, I will make sure all of those ways to get in touch with you are linked in your show notes. Where do you hang out the most? Instagram or LinkedIn? I'm on Instagram the most right now. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, all of those links are in our show notes, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really enjoyed this conversation. I personally am going to be checking out your database. I have it pulled up. So for anyone else, it's a completely free database she has. You just got to put your name and email in and that is linked in the show notes. Otherwise, thank you again for being on the podcast today. This was the best. I really appreciate it, Lauren. I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Thank you.